Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another week of Unsportsmanlike right here on Know Your You. I'll try that again. Know Your News. Uh, I am Greg Cherry, joined alongside Jared Bailey. You know, the, the bloopers are supposed to be for the actual sports stuff that happens, not us. We're supposed to be perfect, and I already ruined it. We live up to the name of this show. Um, you know, we, uh, we make fun of people who make lots of money. Now we get to uh, kind of live the gimmick. Nothing wrong with that. I, uh, I applaud it. Yeah, I don't want to live the gimmick too much because some of these uh, are, are very questionable. Um, I, I want to kick it off because both of us are big football fans. Mm. And, you know, A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers was down at a uh, lo- lower level team's uh, facility. And he had a little... Uh, drill with a mascot and when i say drill with a mascot i mean he drilled the mascot yes i was floating around twitter everybody was making a big deal about it um i mean to talk about aj dillon i mean look he's got great legs amazing calves thighs that are as thick as tree trunks a tremendous ass on him um yeah he's just a, a a redwood of a man um yeah, that poor mascot though. Like, imagine being like a single A mascot making probably like fifty bucks a game. And then you walk in, they're like, "By the way, today AJ Dillon's gonna run through you. Good luck." Yeah, like, I'm, really? Yeah, I'm sure after that he was like, "Who?" Because he didn't remember where he was. Because right, I mean, his mascot had not clean off his shoulders. Which I'm pretty sure is the violates some sort of. Some sort of mascot code. Is there like a mascot credo that they have to follow? Like, thou shalt not remove thine head in public. I feel like there's a uh, like an unofficial list of mascot rules somewhere. Maybe like amongst the mascots. Is there like a mascot association of America? I, I'm not sure if they're unionized. Quite frankly, um, that, so, that may be that may be someone, something. Someone get on that. Our mascots yeah, after something unionized. like that. They may want to. Um, That's hilarious. So we go from the world of football to the world of baseball real quick. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, I'm surprised it's their first time on the show, uh, were playing in a game. And uh, as you can see by this slide, you know, the slide looks relatively normal, a slide into second base. But uh, Miguel Roy has uh, got a helmet straight to the chin off this slide and uh, had to walk off to get treated. For uh, I believe he bit his lip or bit his tongue or something, and, and he was bleeding all over the place. It was not a pretty sight. It looks like he's also getting tagged in the ding ding. Yeah, I, I, I mean he's out, but uh, second baseman there, I think, pay the price. The Rojas, um, all around sliding into second base must be a horrible like. Just a scary few seconds for both parties involved because, I mean, if you're the second baseman, you got a lot of hand-eye coordination stuff to worry about while also trying to tag out a guy who's sliding directly at you. Yeah. And then if you're the guy who's trying to steal, you know, you've got a potential ball to the dome coming at you from the catcher because you got to try not to get landed on. Like, it's a very – like, I feel like that's one of the more underrated, scary moments in sports is the uh, the slide into second on a steal. I'm trying to remember who it was because I've seen the clip multiple times. 
who got hit with a ball approaching every single base. He slid in the second, got hit with the ball, slid in the third, got hit with the ball. And when he slid in the home, got hit in the head with the ball. He You're more of a safe. baseball guy than I. I don't know. Yeah, he was safe in all three occasions. I'll have to look that up because that just came to me. But, I, I mean, to have that kind of luck, to get nailed the head, and especially, like you said, in that short, like, five-second blip, just right in the chin. It's like taking an uppercut with a helmet. It's Plus, not- also, if you bite, like, I've bit my tongue. Everybody's bit their tongue. It hurts like a bitch. But to oh, bite definitely. enough where you're where you're bleeding, like that's how do I describe this? Or how do I analogize this? Like there are a few pains that like everybody has experienced. Yep. Biting a tongue is definitely one of them. I think that biting the inside of the cheek is another one, which is unexpected. It's just like quick and sudden and it hurts. But to bite it hard enough where you're bleeding everywhere, man, yeah, no, that's a solid no for me. Uh, that's a, uh, we're going to have to pass on that one. It, it's, it's definitely unbelievable. I do want to say, uh, in case you're in the chat, uh, go to kynchats.com and uh, leave us a super chat to see if you have anything that, that you want to add on the show right here. And hey, look, Jared's back. Um, so one of the little known things about baseball is, you know, you see the ball boys come along the sides whenever there's a foul ball or just to switch out the balls during the course of the game. And in the case of the Tampa Bay Rays, and this picture, the way I cropped it kind of cracks me up because he missed, he missed the ball, went right between his legs, and it's actually coming towards uh, the players behind him. But it's funny because... just the way it's edited, it looks like it's something way worse that the ball boy is trying to do. I was going to say, it looks as if he either took one in the chops or he's farting directly at them, or there's a lot of stuff that you can uh, assume from this picture. So what, the ball went between his legs and then yes. bounced toward the players on the bench then? That would be correct. Okay. I think it's funnier without the context. Just oh, it's absolutely you, funnier without the context. Kinda, you can just kind of use your imagination as to what is taking place here. Yes, a, a frozen moment in time, and uh, the ball boy wishes that uh, he had caught that ball so he wouldn't be as ashamed as he probably was. But speaking I feel of like people- baseball is the sport where like the stuff that happens between plays make the game more fun. Mm-hmm. Because largely yeah, really, yeah. base baseball is largely a sport that doesn't have too much action. You know, the the big plays that do happen mean a lot, but like in between, you got to find some stuff that's entertaining enough to keep uh, everybody on their toes. And this is this is one of those things. Yeah, and, and foul balls especially. I mean, especially oh, yeah. when they go into the crowd and people are diving for them like they're you know winning Powerball tickets. It, it's incredible. That it is. All right, we're going. You ever caught a foul ball? I've never caught a foul ball. No, I have not either. I don't think I've ever been. Oh, I don't think I've ever been in the vicinity to catch a foul ball. I have been in like the uh, further outfield at PNC where I catch a home run ball. Home run ball actually came to like the section next to me, so I was kind of in the vicinity where I could have had a chance at one. I guess technically. I mean, there was a foul ball. Like I was sitting in the lower seats with my dad the last game we went to, and it. 
if the uh, upper seats wouldn't have been there, it probably would have come like pretty mm-hmm. close. But it would have been like in my section where it would have sure. been up. Um, we're going to talk about soccer a little bit, and we're going to talk about women's soccer. Um, Northern Ireland was playing against England uh, the other day. And as you can see by this clip right here, that ball was kicked straight into the goal, which is fantastic. You know, if it wasn't their own goal, it was being kicked into. Northern Ireland was struggling that day. That put them down five to nothing. And for anybody who watches soccer, five to nothing is a pretty, pretty deep hole to climb out of. I mean, hell, in any sport, just about, I mean, five nothing is going to be hard to get out of. What is, I'm not a soccer connoisseur by any means, but it looked as, for me, it looks as if she's just trying to either turn and clear it or she's trying to have some sort of, how did this come to be? Because first of all, it looks like there's like some curvature on this. Yeah, so she was trying to deflect it back out into the field of play. Mm-hmm. And the way she kicked it, it actually kind of rolled over her foot and back towards the goal. Oh, okay. And the goalie could not uh, keep it out of the net. So it just kind of you know, caught, changed direction off her foot and kind of threw the goalie for a loop. Okay, I can see that. And when you're down by four goals, I mean, you don't exactly want to score on yourself. Yeah, I mean, once you're down to that point, though, it's already been one of those days. That's one of those things where I think afterwards everybody's just kind of like, that may as well have happened, you know? So for for days like that, you just got to kind of lick your wounds, move on, put it behind you pretty quickly, Um, especially in soccer. Like, if you get a beat down like that in soccer, it's got to have a short memory. Yeah, I I mean, you can't... keep games like that can't can't be living in your head and that's really with any competition uh not just related to sports i I, this one's confusing for me that there was there was a race i I believe it might have been like a qualifier um even though the olympics are a couple years away this was a qualifier and this was near the home stretch and i want to let you see what is wrong with this picture? Yeah, there's a cameraman there. Yeah, there's a cameraman in the middle of the race. I I have no idea what he is filming. This is in the middle of a qualifier? What what was this a qualifier for? Uh, Some sort of running event. Yeah. But regardless of what it was for, yeah, there's a race going on. Why are you in the middle of the track? Yeah, I'm sure that they were pretty pleased about that. Let me just say this, too. I I don't care about the Olympics. I really don't. Um, however, if I'm one of those athletes, like if I'm a guy from Kenya right there who's looking at the cameraman like, what the hell are you doing? Like, guy from France, guy from, uh, as I say, Ethiopia on guy on the far left, I can't really tell. Kenya. I got Kenya on the far right. I got France right to the... Uh, like to the on the left of the screen, and then green shirt. I can't figure out what country that says on his shirt. It I don't looks, think it's Brazil because the colors don't match. Yeah, no. But they're all kind of do like Kenya's like, dude, what what's happening? And then you got guy in all red with like the beard, who's just gonna kind of keep pushing forward. Guy behind him with the goatee doing the same thing. France is just gonna go around cameraman as is guy in green shirt. 
Uh, but Kenya looks flabbergasted. Yeah, th this is this was the uh, World Athletics Championship, which I don't think I've ever heard of before. But if you're supposed to be a professional, wouldn't you know to like if you're going to get on the track, wait till everybody's past you and not just he was just standing there. It's not like he was moving along, following the action. He was just there, you know, filming the finish line, I guess. We should have guys like that for NASCAR. <laughs> it, it, that would be yeah. fun. Just like every third, like every thirty-seven laps, just a guy comes running out with a camera. They just got to kind of dodge him. Worst game of Frogger ever. That would be that would be an interesting uh, an interesting Martinsville five hundred. <laughs> just just a little bit. Mm. Uh, try and put that in a video game first, so you don't actually kill anybody doing that. That would be good. Yeah. We don't advocate for the death of anybody on, on Sportsman Lake. I would hope not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's one of those disclaimers you hope you never have to say. Right, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> know your news. Because it's so Don't advocate for the deaths of any any innocent cameraman. Oh, geez, if that's a black screen we got to put up before every show. Oh, boy. Um, let's talk about some football. The NFL is right around the corner. And I'm excited for that, as yeah. is collegiate football. Lots but of training training camps opening up the past couple of days. We're kind of uh, getting into the swing of things. Mm -hmm. It's going to be time for preseason games before we know it. A week ago, a week from Thursday, Hall of Fame game. So next week. It's crazy. I'm excited, though. I, I can't wait. But before that, the Canadian Football League runs a little bit earlier. And in this game between Calgary and Winnipeg, it looks like, hey, he's got the ball in his hands. It's going to be a touchdown, which, by the way, Canadian Football League, I don't know why the goalpost is at the front of the end zone. I feel like that would be a hazard. But this play, unfortunately... Old-time old NFL. I, I just don't care for it. Also, their end zones are way bigger. End zones are bigger in Canada, yes. But so is their field. Their field is, what, 110 yards? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they've got bigger end zones, slightly bigger field. Um, or, or 100 they, meters. They only have three downs as well, too, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah, right, 100 meters. Yeah, we are in Canada. Yeah, metric system. So a little bit different um, than the Canadian League. A little bit different. But this looks like it's going to be a touchdown, and then he hits the ground, and the ball pops out and is intercepted. Oh, you love to see it. All plays like that are always exciting. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Calgary. I don't know the name of the Calgary team. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, a common folly in football where you think you've got an easy six. You go to the ground, can't complete the process of the catch ball, pops out, and then uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure for the defensive back. So, I mean, good play by the defensive back. Receiver probably wishing he has, it, uh, has that play back. Um, but yeah, CFL some good stuff. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I keep up with it regularly, but I've definitely uh, tuned in when I've needed a little bit of a fix. Yeah, in the, in the NFL, that would have been rolled an incomplete catch somehow. Got to love the catch rules. Catch rules are always fun. The, the Jesse James thing still bothers me. Well, in today's world, that would be a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a moot point now. So the Des Bryant catch. The Des Bryant one was a catch. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was. It was. You're not going to hear I, arguments I feel made. like I have to be consistent. Like, if I if I call the Jesse James one a catch, I have to call the Des Bryant one a catch. Because in my mind, that ball never touched the ground. It came out, popped up in the air, and he grabbed it as he was rolling into the end zone. I feel well, like the, it was a catch. The, the first big one was uh, Calvin Johnson in the back of the end zone um, with less than a minute left against the Bears. And I want to say it was like 2011, 2010. Uh, he caught it, had one hand on it. Had both feet in, came down, ball landed, came out of his singular hand. It's called a touchdown. The field got overturned. Um, so that's kind of what started it. And then, yeah, the Des Bryant play, the Jesse James play. Um, I'm sure a lot of others in between. Yeah, no, the NFL had a little bit of a stretch there where nobody knew what a catch was, and it was very annoying. Mm-hmm. The, the Calvin Johnson one, I've seen that one before. That I watched one that one is... live. Well, there you go. That one is a hard one to determine because the ball in that instance did touch the ground and he lost possession of it. Sure. The, whether he had two feet down and made a football move, uh, it, it's hard to say. I'd have I'd have to watch the play back again to see if he had control for long enough before going to the ground and then losing possession of it. I, I, I'm still I would still fight for the Des Bryant and the Jesse James one though. Not sure. That's just me. But I can't wait till football. I feel like we're going to go balls deep into the football conversations, which can't be fun. It will be. Um, Back to baseball really quickly. Uh, The Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins were playing each other, and uh, Gio Urshua, former Yankee, uh, was up to the plate. And he did attempt a swing. I don't know if you can tell with that red circle. Probably should have used a different color. But... He went for the swing, and not only did the ball hit a player, the bat went flying. I love plays like this. So long as nobody gets seriously injured. It's always funny when a guy swings the bat and forgets to hold on to it. Um, Where did this thing – where did the bat end up going? Do we know? Oh, the bat just went back to the backstop. Nobody got hurt with it. It was just whipped out of his hands and looked around. Okay, good. Then, yeah, I could – I could watch one of these happen per game. That's the funniest thing in baseball. There's a guy forgetting to hold on to the one thing that he needs. Hilarious. I love when this stuff happens. Yeah. Like I, I understand being a power hitter and trying to put your entire weight behind it, but if you kind of got to hold on to the bat long enough for the ball to right. you know, get out to the field of play. Um. This one isn't as much of a play as this was something that was pushed all over social media. Uh, Will Levis, the quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, God. I know where this is going. Oh, you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Who puts mayo in their coffee? First of all, I'm not a coffee drinker. But. Oh, I am. I'm. I would die without it. So this is appalling to me. However, I will say this. My opinion on Will Levis, I've always liked Will Levis. Uh, used to be a Penn State guy. Um, my, my thing with Will Levis is that every quarterback that's good seems to have a little bit of a quirk about him. Like Patrick Mahomes likes ketchup a lot. Um, Brady has his avocado ice cream and his weird eating regimen. 
Uh, so I think that this shoots up will let us a little bit in terms of how hasn't has never had a hamburger, apparently. Um, so I think that he's going to end up being great just because he's weird. So yeah, stuff like this. I mean, as a coffee person, I'm appalled. It's disgusting. He should be, he should probably be suspended somehow for this. However, I do think that this will, that this means that somehow he, he will be a better quarterback because of it. My thing is like the consistency of that. I, I don't get how that would be even remotely delicious. Garofolo, Mike Garofolo did it on Good Morning Football a few days ago where he tried it and he was just, he drank it. I, I don't know though, dude. Not, I'm never going to try it. I, I hope not. Like, like even if somebody yeah. like super chats be like, hey, you should try this on the show. Like, I, I don't really care for mayo as a condiment either. So yeah, a combination no. of two things that I don't really care for, I don't think is two wrongs don't make a right. Mm. Mayo in your I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to get past that. But we kind of have to. Oh, man. Well, if, if anything would want to make somebody put mayo in their coffee, it's this play. And this is our play of the week. The Boston Red Sox have been making some very questionable decisions in the outfield. Whether they need sunglasses or whether they just need to go to the eye doctor to find things, the outfielders cannot seem to find the ball at all. And on Friday night, in, in the midst of their 28-5 beatdown from the Blue Jays, The ball was in the upper left corner, if you can see it. It's yeah, bouncing. no, it's it's landing. Yeah, it, it is bouncing. It did not hit the wall. It, it did not like go over and you know bounce back for a home run. This landed on the warning track, and the center fielder is just standing there. He turns around, looks at it, and then walks away from it. Allowing so, the Blue Jays to get the ever-rare inside-the-park Grand Slam. Yeah, that's the best thing about this, is that inside-the-park Grand Slam ensued. And, I don't know, I mean, the Blue Jays put up four touchdowns in the game. This is something that was already getting way away from Boston. I got another one of those circumstances where, you know, this happened to the Pirates a few weeks ago where they were losing, like, by 19 to the Yankees or something, and then... I was out there. And it's either Judge or Stanton or somebody hit a home run. Like at that point, it's just like, yeah, of course, this is going to happen. There, you know? there were two grand slams in that game. So yeah, no, this is a uh, just one of those things where you look at it, you're like, yeah, makes sense. It would happen in this game where you know they they allow almost thirty runs. It's impressive at that point for if you're Boston. I'm surprised if Fenway had any fans left at, at that point. Because this was early on in the game that this this grand slam made it ten to nothing, so there were still eighteen more runs to come for Toronto. What inning did that happen in? I, the fifth, I believe, oh. fourth or fifth. But still, like, how how are your outfielders that? Did you see? So um, somebody really. Somebody threw out the first pitch that night. I can't remember her name, but she's, you know, very, she's a famous, famous girl. She's 
very, very pretty. Um, and Barstool tweeted out that um, she was throwing out the first pitch and that the Red Sox may never lose again. And then like, they're, like the little thread that followed was like, we take it back. And then there was another one that was like, all right, whoever sent out that tweet's getting fired. It was, it was just like a fun little thread. It was funny. I, 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 again, I don't remember the name of the girl who threw out the first pitch, but it was a uh, what what followed was very funny. See, now I want to find that because that that's hilarious. It was very yeah, it was good, very good. Red Sox may never lose again. Um, oh, see, that's a that's a thing from twenty eighteen. So I'm probably not going to find it, but it, it's. <laughs> 28 to 5. Um, Are the Blue Jays good this year? Was that? Are the Blue Jays good this year? Uh, they're better than the Red Sox. Okay. I think I think Toronto is second in the AL East at, at last check. Okay. Uh, the, the Yankees are so far ahead. Like, they're still a dozen games ahead in the AL East um, as far as I know, but the Yankees have been struggling since the All-Star break. Wasn't the All-Star break like last week, though? Uh, yeah, Blue Jays are second, 12 and a half back of the Yankees. Uh, the Rays are a half a game behind Toronto. The Red Sox are at 500, and the Orioles are a game under 500. Good so, for the Orioles. Way to not be a complete laughingstock. I mean, they have... They either took the series against the Yankees or... Well, that's what I'm going to root for, is just teams that are traditionally horrible just not be horrible. That's that's my new rooting interest when it comes to baseball. There you go. Because, like, like, yeah, like I'll root for the Pirates and whatnot, but I'm not going to pretend to be, like, severely devout to them. But, like, teams like the Orioles, who've been bad for the past, like, five years, if you go... If you win, like, 75 games, you know, good for you. Way to not suck. Or at least I suck mean, a little less. I mean, you figure the Pirates haven't won a playoff series since the night since 1992. So. Yeah, no, I remember in like the early 2010s when they started getting back to the playoffs. They faced the Cardinals and and the NLDS, I believe, because they won the wild card game against. I remember I watched the wild card game where they beat the Reds, and PNC is just roaring and shouting Cueto at Johnny Cueto. <laughs> and then it was um, the catcher, something Martin. Russell Martin had a home run, and I thought PNC was going to fall down. Oh, dude, it was so cool to watch. So they beat the Reds in the uh, the wild card game, and then they played the Cardinals in uh, the opening round of the playoffs. They lost. I want to say they lost. Uh, they might have won one game in the series. I don't think they won more than one. So I think it was a – Three, three to one. Because isn't the NLDS a five game series, or did they change? Yeah, the that? division series are five game series, okay. and then the championship and the World Series are seven. Yeah, uh, I, I remember that. I remember it was 2014 or 2015 that the Pirates were the number one team in baseball, very briefly. But it was just a weird thing to see, considering the previous twenty some years. Those were fun teams to watch, like because you know they had Andrew McCutcheon who won. What year did he win the MVP? Was it 2015 or 16? I feel like it was 2015. Yeah, 2015 sounds about right. That sounds about right. 
And Pedro Alvarez is good for a little bit. They had a really solid pitching staff. I remember Joel Hanrahan was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at one point in like 2013 when they were like 52 and 47 at the All-Star break. And everybody was like, holy crap, the Pirates are like in second place. And everybody remained calm. It was, it was a fun time to be like, to get like a little bit more than casually into baseball at that time. Now they aren't very good again. Um, but for those few years, it was fun. Yeah, the Pirates are 16 games under 500 at this point. That sounds about right. But, but they're third right now in the NL Central. They're ahead of the Cubs. Central is good this year. Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, Central is bad. Probably perennially in the bottom of the division. Yeah, no, the Reds need to sell the team is what uh, seems to be the consensus from Reds fans. Yeah, I, I've seen Reds fans say that on multiple occasions, sometimes multiple times in a day. Yeah. Uh, even after they win, <laughs> it's that bad. Um, but anyway, the, the the Red Sox play still blows my mind. I mean, how do you not see a fly ball? Like, how it, is there something going on with the lights in Boston? I don't know. Did, did that uh, other foul ball that one of the guys had a few days ago? Was was that also at Fenway? No, that was at Yankee Stadium, but it was Boston also. Oh, okay. Well. There you go. Yeah, it's not a good thing when your outfielders can't find where the ball is, especially when it happens. This, the fact that this is not the first time on this show, and this show is three weeks old, that we've seen a Red Sox player not be able to find the ball. Not a good sign for you, Boston. Hey, man, they play 162 of these things. Some weird stuff's bound to happen between numbers 1 and 162. That's very true. Uh, Jared, do you have anything going on as we close the show here tonight? Um, latest episode of the pump fake, which I did today, you can watch on my Twitter or on YouTube. So go do that. Uh, stuff of the 33rd team coming out. Um, which are the more recent ones? Um, Cowboys quiet off season, how that could benefit them. And then, uh, I redrafted the 2015 NFL draft, just the first round though, but still go read it. See who I have your favorite team taking. Uh, so that's all for the 33rd team. And then later this week, or maybe early next week, whenever it'll come out, probably be later this week, if I had to guess. Um, if Sean Payton does come out of retirement, where could he go? So that'll be the next piece for me, 33rd team. So yeah, and I'll tweet all that out at NFL on Twitter. You can find all my stuff there. Um, I got to get this fucking thing on my tongue, this lie bump. It we're ready for it to go away. I don't know if you've ever had one of these damn things, Greg, but oh my goodness. It's like one of those annoying side. It's like one of those little like ulcers you get in the side of your mouth, but you get them on your you can get them on your tongue, apparently. I've looked into this heavily over the past few days. Did you like eat something like really hot and it like felt like it burned your it's, tongue or something? It's not that, no. It's like a legitimate thing. I've I've had oh. to you know, so I've like Calmed it down. Like if it gets like a little bit too painful, I like gargle mouthwash just to like calm it down. It's been a pain in the butt. So I'm going to go to the dentist here in a few days just to try to <laughs> clear some stuff up. There you go. I was about to say, if it was something that like you burn the like your tongue on, it was going to be just I, that yesterday at the melting pot. That's what, um, I, that's what I thought it was at first. And then it just didn't go away. So I was like, all right, what the hell is this? So I looked into it. I was freaked out at first because I thought something was like seriously wrong. But now it's just... Apparently something that people get sometimes. 
Yeah, feeling a bump on your tongue is never pleasant because it feels like you have something stuck on there and it just won't go away. And it it simply won't go away until it just comes out, whatever. Um, So you can check out Jared Bailey at all his stuff at NFL. It's right there. It's on the screen. Uh And you can check me out at Greg Cherry Brand. Follow the Greg Cherry Brand on YouTube as well. Hey, Jared was on there with Jack of All Trades last Thursday. That was a lot of fun. It was. It was fun. It was very fun. Um, I didn't win. I didn't lose, which is good. It's progress. There you go. So, so if you want to check that out, it's two hours of pure insanity. But it, it was it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. So go check that out. Go check out the Greg Cherry Show every single Wednesday at seven o'clock Eastern um, over there. And that's it for us. I'm ready for football season to start. We're gonna have so much good football stuff coming up right here on Know Your News, right here on on Sportsmanlike. For Jared Bailey, I'm Greg Cherry. And we will see you next week.